welcome to this week's episode of the Python People podcast. And this week we are extremely lucky to be joined by uh, a very special guest in Paul Davison. So Paul, um, thank you very much for being here with us today. Um, pleasure, Paul, absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. No worries at all. No worries at all. Paul, uh, you are, for those, those people that haven't had the pleasure of, uh, of your acquaintance as of yet, you are the, um, the head of data for the Royal Mail. Um, and we got uh, chatting, I guess, over the last few weeks. And uh, invariably, we seem to, whenever we end up speaking, we seem to go off on various tangents and uh, spend a lot longer talking about things than we initially planned. <laughs> so we thought, do you know what? Let's do a very, very, very true. <laughs> so, um, Let's record some of our ram ramblings. <laughs> absolutely. You never know. There might be some, some gold in there for some value for others. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, we spoke quite a bit about different themes and, and that kind of thing. And I think one of the things that kind of cropped up for us both I guess in the in the times we're living in right now, you know, with everything that's going on with with the pandemic and, and COVID and, and just people's kind of social awareness in general, but just how data is playing quite a big part in um, you know, kind of social change and, and social impact. And um, I know one of the areas quite, you know, of interest to you and quite close to your heart is about the the whole concept of data for good. So we thought that could be quite an interesting Absolutely theme to uh, to have a, a little chat around so um i guess you know in the first instance when you, you sort of talk about data for good it's one of those kind of hot hot topics it's one of those buzzwords i guess that's seen around you know people people wearing t-shirts saying data for good on and all that kind of thing but you know when <laughs> when you when you kind of think about data i guess in in the way it's perceived in society today um what what do you think people generally feel about the topic of data in kind of in these in these times in these days we're living through how do you think it's kind of perceived by people at the moment i think it's a it's a really interesting question because i think it's got multiple layers to it so uh i think you've got the view of um let's say society so data subjects you know people that have data about me so i've got my view as a as a kind of consumer um or a citizen um, and then I, equally, you've got the view within businesses as well. And, and I think that business layer is also segmented in terms of size of organization. Um, so if I look at larger organizations that have probably very good access to data, may have people who are experts in the field, um, you've got an angle around data for good. And, and, and I always frame this is in a way that says, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, so there are lots of organizations that have data available about uh, their customers, their prospects, um, mm. and there's lots of things that you can do with that data. Um, but I would argue that there should always be the question linked to data ethics about whether you should do what you potentially could do. And yeah. I, I layer that even higher than um, you know, the legislative um, side of things. It's more about making sure that it's looking a bit wider than that. So it's looking at, are, you know, are your data subjects going to be um, surprised if they, if they found out that you were doing something? And that, that's a good barometer. Um, and obviously, you know, part of legislation as well. And then I think you go down to um, uh, the kind of smaller enterprises, smaller businesses. And this is where I think there's a real genuine challenge. And what I mean by that is uh, we've moved to a world where there, it's very clear under GDPR what people should and shouldn't do with their own data. It does also outline what they should in terms of uh, in order to remain compliant, what they should do. 
but actually I think it's created a kind of fear and inertia in the marketplace, particularly in that smaller area of the businesses where, you know, on a Monday I might be um, the ops manager on a, on a Tuesday, I might be um, doing the cleaning um, order. And then on a Friday, I might be writing a marketing plan. Um, so, you know, Wednesday afternoon's data slot becomes quite tight. And actually I think, nervousness around what people can and can't do with that, their own data often creates an inertia that means that they don't do anything. So, mm. you know, there's the desire, there's the legal framework that makes, uh, makes it arguably easier to do the right thing with data, but actually uh, that kind of fear factor um, often actually prevents people from doing what they might naturally want to do. And, and I would argue what the market is out there to help them do. And that's yeah. things like, you know, real basics like keeping data accurate and up to date, you know, cleaning it, um, reg running regular hygiene. Um, you know, for me, that is, that's data for good in two angles. It's data for good because it's good for the organization in terms of compliance and, you know, you know, know your customer, all those kind of things. But it's also really good for the data subject. You know, if you roll back maybe, I don't know, five, let's go even further, 10 years um, back, we were doing a lot with data as organizations um, and we were getting very clever with what we were trying to find out about people. You know, we were seeing some really smart personalized marketing um, and it's, it's data driven, but actually mm. I think particularly in that smaller area um, in terms of size of business and maybe specialist knowledge, I think people have actually got really nervous about that. So you could argue that we've kind of stepped back and this is where I go to my kind of third layer. Um, and this is about data for good for me as a citizen stroke consumer. You know, if I'm receiving really targeted, personalized communication that's been driven by, you know, good use of data, that for me is great. You know, I actually get a better customer experience. If we've got parts of the um, market, parts of um, uh, organizations that are, maybe nervous, maybe, you know, not feeling as confident as they have been to do that. Arguably, my experience as a consumer might, might be worse. Um, so there's a kind of, there's a marketing level. I think there's also, um, from an organizational perspective, there's a bit of a wider picture in terms of, you know, data can actually benefit society. Um, there can be tools that are available. There can be data sets that can make um, things happen in a, a safer way, a faster way. So there's, I think it's the, it's a phrase that you're right, it's banded around. Um, but I think it means an awful lot of different things to different people. Mm. And that's why I get really quite excited about it because I think if you, you can apply it to almost everything that you do. So you can apply it in the commercial world, you can apply it in, a, in an ethical sense, you can apply it in a society sense and a citizen sense. And, and actually there's some, there's some really cool things that you can do if you just allow yourself to have that as one strand within everything that you're talking about within your data strategy. So yeah, uh, as, as we often do, we, we, we go off on lots of different tangents when we talk, <laughs> but hopefully that just gives you a, a kind of framing as to where I, you know, why I'm quite excited about, um, you know, the expression and what it can mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so many, layers to what you've what you've mentioned there and so many kind of just different angles and different nuances within the whole concept of of data for good and kind of what it means to average joe blogs versus what it means to you know a company and that kind of thing but i guess it, you know what what kind of struck me when you were talking there as an overarching theme is that data 
it is more prevalent in today's society as a term. It's very much used in people's vernacular and all that kind of thing a lot more. And people are starting to to realise the power you know that data the data has. And I guess when when people start waking up to um, something that, that has that much power, it, it suddenly starts to become very emotionally charged in, in you know one way or t'other. So you can either look at it in a very positive way in terms of the the, the positive impact it could have, or again you kind of look at it when you think of the you know, the, the examples of, um, you know, kind of data ethics within the likes of, you know, quite public examples and the likes of like Facebook, you know, and the misuse of data and things like that. You know, it suddenly becomes a very evocative, a very emotionally charged subject for people. And, and you know, I guess average Joe blogs in the world today probably falls on on one side of the spectrum when they think about data. You know, do, do people feel actually this is going to be an enab enabling my customer experience, enabling my life for the better? Or is that very much that guarded? Well, you're not having my data. This is this is this is mine. You know, yeah. Um, it's it's interesting how that has evolved. I think, and probably only really over the last sort of few years. I think. And and actually, that's the point because I think um, you know I've, I've I've kind of painted a bit of a picture of you know maybe changes that have happened recently are you know preventing people to do those things. But you're absolutely right from a consumer perspective. You know, as as brands, as marketeers, as people who've got uh, any kind of touch points around data, we've got a responsibility to look after that. And, and you mentioned the point about recognizing where um, data can be very powerful. In doing so, a consumer is quite rightly going to identify that their data is very valuable. So it's important to understand about that value exchange. But fundamentally for me again without trying to spin into yet another kind of <laughs> um, side road um, it's about making sure that everybody is transparent so whenever we do anything with a consumer's data or arguably a business data it's about being transparent you know if you're clear about at the point where you're capturing that information if there's a transparency if there's a clarity that's easy to understand and people know what's going to happen as a result of that and let's call it a transaction um, you know that that for me that is what people should be striving towards and i think that actually will build on people's confidence mm. to say it's okay yes people have got my data um and actually they're going to use it responsibly they've been transparent about what's going to happen with it once i've shared it with them um obviously within you know the framework of gdpr give people the reason to be able to um you know uh, remove their permission um, and 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 I think if we go there then we actually could start to build confidence rather than necessarily a, a suspicion and you know the headline examples of data breaches and you know where where companies have not done the right thing um, obviously they they don't um, enhance that feeling of confidence in the marketplace uh, but I think it's you know it's our responsibility to do that as as brands and as data people um, to give and try and build that confidence with yeah totally agree totally agree and i think it, that, doing four, that's the kind of su subject yeah, yeah so. it, it just it gives us build build that opportunity to actually strive towards that doing you know using data for good um but for the good of the people that are giving it to you yes absolutely and i think yeah totally hit the nail on the head i think it's about it's, it's building up the the proof the the kind of you know the, the cases the guess the kind of um you know, what can be seen as, you know, genuinely life or socially 
um, positively impacted um, uses of data. And I think the more of those that occur, you know, the more people's opinions will be changed, thankfully, hopefully for the, for the better. Um, but yep. um, yeah, I guess with that in mind, you know, some of the um, examples of data for good projects that you hear about now in, in, in the world that exist, I mean, they're, they're, they're so, you know, um, fantastic, some of them, and, and genuinely extremely life-changing, um, you know, but I guess where we are right here, right now, we also have to look at, you know, this is very a very reactive situation that we're finding ourselves in, in terms of reacting to a, a global pandemic, um, and as much as you can have these kind of really nice, innovative, you know, sort of long-term visions for how data can impact the world in a positive way, I guess where we all find ourselves right now, it's also thinking about, okay, what kind of initiatives can we implement right here right now that that can help us navigate through this quite tumultuous time that we're all living through um so i guess within your remit and, and your kind of um team and your, your strategy at the royal mail have you um yeah what, what sort of initiatives have you got in the in the pipeline or that you're planning to um embark upon that could you know technically fall under that data for good um category absolutely i mean it, this, as you as we've mentioned this the subject is far-reaching um, you know data is helping um, a lot of organizations make sure that they're getting the right support and help um, with obviously what's going on at the moment um, you know there's a communication strand in there so we're helping people identify areas that might need emergency communications um, and you know that's something that is often data driven so it's a real kind of nuts and bolts you know what the Royal Mail do in the core um, data obviously is a big part of making sure that that works um, it's uh, it, yeah, it's, it's very laser focused in terms of its uh, you know its purpose but there's some wider things that are more around you know well-being but well-being of all sorts of areas so well-being of our our, our wider um, employees so if you think about um, you know raw mail in doing what we do we have somebody walking down um, you know, uh, the, the driveways, the pathways of, you know, every household in the UK. Um, and that presents an opportunity for us to make sure that we do that in the safest way possible. Um, so there's all sorts of things, you know, there's about data, data capture around um, hazards, um, you know, and that's obviously going to help from an internal perspective. So, you know, that's, that's broadly saying from a, there's a health and safety aspect and, you know, that will apply across multiple different industries. Um, but then it's also, can you take a wider picture to that? Can you actually step back and go, because we capture it, could we actually make that process safe for other people? And as I said, it's, it's you know, we're not, we're not there yet. We've got, you know, a long way to go. And I'm working with colleagues across the business to understand what that might look like. Um, we've got a couple of other opportunities. Um, you know, if you think, again, this is kind of pipeline thinking almost. Um, but uh, one of the things that I was fascinated about was, if you look at uh, the fleet that we have um, on our UK roads, um, you know, there's some information that we can capture as a result of that happening in, in, in the wider world. And I was very curious, and it's something that I, I unfortunately haven't had a great deal of time to explore in the detail that I'd like, but you know, if you could monitor what traffic flows look like, journey times, maybe pollution levels in the pre-COVID, during COVID, and then obviously as we come, out of the lockdown situation and you know what kind of benefit could that give you know what insight can you build from that maybe to help with future planning um, maybe to help with you know just you know we are going to live in a very changed world in the future 
And I think there's an awful lot of this data that can be used to try and benefit both businesses and also the consumers who are often, often the end recipient of what is a core service. So mm. that, yeah, there's, there's an awful lot of things that I, and I think insights really interesting. Um, and, you know, everything that's happening in terms of, uh, you know, managing the whole coronavirus situation. There are things that have been put in place in order to try and, I mean, track and trace is an example. Um, I'll avoid going political on anything, but, you know, if you just look at a pure data angle there, there's an opportunity to, to do the right thing with that data, but you've got to do it right mm. um, and you've got to capture it right. And you've got, to, it comes a little bit back to my transparency point. Um, if you're transparent about what you're going to do and why you're capturing that information, people will hopefully see the benefit. But in order to do that, you've got to explain and you've got to be really, really clear. Um, and I think often that is, I mean, we've got technology, you know, people who work in data understand that we can crunch vast quantities of data at speeds that, you know, we haven't been able to do in, in, you know, even recent past, uh, and it's available, it's accessible. Um, but you've got to make sure that you explain, you bring everybody involved in that along the same journey. Yeah. Um, and equally, if you are ever capturing data, um, do it in a way that opens up opportunity to do the right thing with it, whether that's for the business or whether it's for society. And that starts from, you know, it's the design of any programs um, around data capture. Um, and, and I think it's important to, again, just have that angle that, you know, oh, what does this look like as an opportunity for doing something for the good of society with what we're capturing here? Um, and if that's just there in the background, uh, be it a checkpoint or whatever it might look like, I think that's, that actually presents some real opportunities for the industry, um, but also I think society as well. Yeah, I think that's a really, really interesting point because, you know, as, as a as a leader in data, I guess, you know, you are at the helm of the ship in, in deciding many ways, this, the strategy, the business will take around their, their kind of data focus. And I guess you've always got, you know, not, not the angel and the devil on your shoulder, but I guess you've always got, you know, the, the, the business needs, the business demands, the stakeholders, uh, the board, et cetera, to, to answer to, to ensure that you're uh, facilitating the needs of the business as best as possible. Um, but like you said, at what point, you know, where does this uh, data for good angle sit within that in terms of how much of a, of a you know, sway does it have potentially over the way you prioritize your projects or, you know, do, is it something for you that, when you're sort of prioritizing your, your different projects and your roadmap, you know, does it, does it play a part in terms of, of, you know, what, what you would choose to do next or you know, what, what sort of factors does that play and how do you balance those, those two things out the kind of altruism versus the, the reality of, of running a, a high performing business? Uh, do you know what, it, 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 you know, the, the way that you've kind of articulated that, just illustrates the challenges and and they're always there i mean my my, my particular area within raw mail um is about the commercialization of data um so i've always got um something i'm striving for that's going to deliver a benefit to the business i mean so that that's that's there but i think as somebody who um you know tries to support other areas of the business um in in kind of data initiatives I will always try and just just position that thought that even if you don't want to do something now, just make sure that whenever you're designing something that you're doing it in a way that enables that to happen in the future. 
because I think it's really important that not everything that a business will do will have a data outcome um, and certainly won't have a, you know, this is a strand of, uh, be it a product, be it a service, be it um, an offshoot that has, um, you know, at the beginning, a thought that actually, yes, we could utilize what we're doing here from a data perspective to do X. However, if you've got people within the business, and it's, I think in terms of when you look at what to consider um, in running any kind of initiatives around this space, it comes down to, even if you don't have an intention to do it at the beginning, if you have that in your mind that there is a possibility that you could use the data that you're capturing through whatever you're doing um, in some way in the future that could benefit either the business stroke, the, you know, your customers, your prospects, um, to retrospectively think about that becomes very difficult. Mm. And again, I think it just helps with that whole compliance, that transparency um, and the data ethics, ethics standpoint is it's just about being clear at the beginning. And, you know, if, if you get it wrong, if you get it wrong and you're very clear at the beginning and actually in being clear and transparent about what you might be doing and what, you know, what might happen to capturing this information through whatever source it might be. If by going through that process, you've actually find finding that you're you're struggling to see what you want to see, whether it's from an insight perspective, whether it's for planning, whether it's even for commercialization, then actually that's a good barometer to say, okay, so if if in being transparent, my data subjects have had have have a concern, then actually maybe I shouldn't be doing it. And and I actually think that's okay as an outcome. Um, because I think again you've got it's very easy to get very focused on what you or what the business wants to do or, um, and it's really important to continuously challenge that to ensure that, you know, we're all getting better at doing the right thing with data. So, so yeah, I, th I think it's, you're absolutely right. It's always going to be something that is a challenge. Um, if I were to take something out of the, out of that, it's that get people on board from the beginning and get them on board at every level because yes. people understand what you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it um, all across the organization not just within the specific area um, it's a lot easier as you go down the line to explain why you might be doing things in a certain way um, so again it's just about getting that buy-in that engagement which I mean to be fair it's it's standard kind of project management approach to things you know it's stakeholder management yeah it's, it's not it's not rocket science but it really is it applies uh, in in a in a really strong way in this space. Yeah, I I can fully understand that. I think you know, like you said earlier, the, the communication is is key and argu arguably more important than the technology in many ways. Ironically, for you know, building a data yeah. for a good project, but it is bringing bringing people on that journey. You know, it's winning the hearts and minds. I guess it's like you said, it's it's just just good business acumen and good soft skills. But I can imagine in this kind of potentially emotive you know emotionally charged world it's it's as important as as uh, anything else really to get that piece absolutely right and i think the soft skills are, are vital in this area um you know as as data people we're, we're good with numbers we're good with with data um zeros and ones make sense to us it's you know it's very true um but the soft skills are, are so important to be able to just articulate and explain what sometimes is quite complex 
but mm. doing it in a really understandable way at the required level through, you know, the whole kind of, you know, if you're building a business case or anything like that. Um, and, and, you know, I think actually if you have an opportunity and I'd relish to have this opportunity to, to talk about an opportunity to use data for, uh, you know, something that is good for society, then that I think, I mean, that's a really exciting place to be. Um, because then I think it's easier to align if you're in a business that can do that. Um, you know, I think that's, that's something that should be embraced when anybody has an opportunity to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, a, um, a really fascinating subject. And I think it's something that, you know, thankfully it, it does feel like a kind of a movement now and something that's kind of here to stay. And, and hopefully, like you said, with more, more examples that we can start layering on top of how, how data can genuinely really make huge social uh, change for, for the good. Um, hopefully you know, we can sort of continue on that trajectory and, and, and data for good will become a thing that, that isn't just a buzzword anymore, but actually, you know, people really identify yeah. with and, and get behind and, you know, um, it's not just a, again, down to a, a small department in a business, but something that's embraced by, by the whole business and society in general. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I find it fascinating really, but I guess I'd, I'd like to, to end if I may, but I mean, I always like to ask, um, the guests to maybe share their number one lesson or kind of number one takeaway, um, from their personal experience. And, um, I guess, you know, if, if it's anything related to data for good, fantastic, but it doesn't necessarily need to be, um, but is there a particular kind of take home message that you, um, you'd like to share from your experience? It's a great, it's a great, it's a great finishing question. I, I'll, I'll probably answer it stepping away from the data for good, as you say, buzzword, strap line. Um, and I, I, I'll, and, and this applies in the data space, I think, um, and lots of people will say in other areas as well, but I think really, really clearly in the data space, never assume that the people that you're talking to understand not just what it is you're trying to do, but also why it is as well. Um, and I think one of the things that um, in, in terms of a lesson, and this is often when engaging internally as much as it is externally, um, if you live and breathe data in what you do, uh, we find it very easy to understand why you might want to be doing, trying to do something. We, we also find it very easy to understand what it is that we're trying to do. But actually, if you're not in that space, um, take the time to step back and try and explain it. Um, I don't know to your other half, to my eleven-year-old daughter, um, <laughs> and if they can understand it and 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 and, and get it, then you're probably going to benefit, if nothing else, just from the process of having that kind of thought process to get yourself to go, just go. Let's hit some traffic lights here. Take the time to understand it and understand what other people might be thinking or actually assuming. So yeah. yeah, there you go. Never assume, never assume. It's probably a life lesson actually, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's an absolutely great, great life lesson to share because I mean, Simon, Simon Sinek is one of my favorite, um, kind of authors and, and public speakers is very much yeah. a la mode at the moment. It's everywhere, but you know, his, one of his adages is people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And, um, it's so true. Yeah. I think very often people 
are less concerned about the what and they're more concerned about the intention and, and the why. So if you can sort of take the time to explain and really rationalize that and, and, and bring people on that journey with you, um, the what becomes a little bit less, uh, still important, but a little bit less uh, significant, I guess. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. No, com completely agree. Superb, superb. Well, Paul, it's been uh, a fascinating chat. Thank you very much for uh, sparing your time. Some really great insights in there that really got my mind uh, churning. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for being here with us today. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we look forward to, to catching up on another, another one of our rumbles at some point soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it again soon. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> no worries. Take care. Bye for great now. Great stuff. Thanks, Guy. Cheers.